Hello and welcome. Welcome back to Elkindir podcast. Today we are talking about surrender and today is a special opportunity to uh, hear questions coming from the feminine towards the, fem- towards the masculine about surrender, why surrender is important, how do we do that, how does it make uh, the masculine feel, uh, the feminine feel and all the little aspects in relationship to each other. So welcome, enjoy, let's have a beautiful, beautiful meeting together. And hello, Dike. Hello. <laughs> that was a really beautiful intro. Aww. <laughs> okay, so yeah, this podcast is being recorded on initiative of me, who is talking a lot about surrender and helping women reach deeper states of surrender. Um, and every time I bring up the topic of surrender in my community, um, it always comes up, brings up a lot of questions and a lot of, um, yeah, this, this deep desire of like, yes, we are longing to surrender more and wanting to feel more supported by the masculine. Now, in this podcast, I recorded an, a podcast about it myself from more of a feminine perspective, mm-hmm. uh, but I really wanted to get Modestus on it to ask him some questions and to get more of a, a masculine perspective on it, uh, what surrender means to him and, yeah, as he mentioned already, how it how it makes him feel. So I would love to start off with asking you a question or just initially when I, I say the word surrender, the topic of surrender, what comes to mind uh, for you? What comes to mind when you say the topic of surrender? Yeah, like what are the initial thoughts that pop up when I say surrender? Say love, trust, letting go. Um, Like lightness, ease, like light breeze in, in wind terms. And... And ease in general, this this kind of like relaxation. Yeah, surrender is a relaxation in, in some sense too. Mm. I like that. I resonate with that a lot. And often there is a, a question or a misunderstanding about the topic of surrender and it's being confused a lot with the term being submissive. Mm-hmm. So could you dive into this? Like what is the difference between surrendering and being submissive? Well, it's it's interesting because these two uh, can um, overlap and also can be very very different. For example, uh, sub- submissiveness doesn't necessarily imply love. Uh, submissiveness can be implying pain, um, and that's not how surrender is. Surrender is surrendering to um, to love in some sense, in its in its highest form. It's it's that. Uh, it's not necessarily surrendering for explicitly pain, um, and, but submissiveness can be um, in some certain situations. You know, um, what's the do- dominating relationships or something like that could be, uh, but surrender is is very different. It's it's almost like you could say a mature version of submissiveness. So submissiveness would be an immature version of um of surrender um because surrender is actually with your whole heart 
Um, even though sometimes I remember back in the day, I've had this experience, which we might talk a little bit a little bit later. I had this experience with a woman where where the surrender level of surrender that I experienced there was feeling as if you know she surrendered as if she could die now. It doesn't matter for her. Um, but that was coming. That surrender was coming from love. Was not coming from pain. Not like you know, please do something to me. Uh, not from neediness, not from uh, any kind of attachment. It was coming from love, from loving the moment, from loving the interaction, from loving um, herself. So that's uh, that's a difference, like subtle difference, you could say, between uh, submissiveness and and uh, surrender. Is it is it clear or is it? Yeah, super clear. I really like like that, and I feel. Yeah, I really resonate with that as well. And often I I describe to women where like surrender is very often misunderstood and mm-hmm. seen as like you're being weaker or it's being seen as being less than something. Um, and, and that often comes because there's this perception that it's more being submissive and just following along and just saying yes to everything and not thinking for yourself or not, um, yeah, not having your own ground in that sense and you're just like um being someone's i wouldn't like slave or something or a man's slave in the sense mm-hmm. of if i surrender then i just have to say yes and not my ha- head and and just do whatever he says i need to do well um, that's i think again i really love culture and it's very culturally different for i mean and and the, the difference between submissiveness and and uh, uh, and surrender is, is is huge and when we dive into it meaning like in Asia in some countries in some cultures being submissive is the way to go or being you know not the way to go but the most most women are going to be something like that and in some also Asian countries which are a little bit more mature they are actually more surrendering even in Bali, I can see that there's more surrender happening than submissiveness. They they do they are able to say no and they do you know deny uh, you know something if they, they don't want to, but it, generally speaking, they go with the flow. So that's kind of um, where where um, where it goes. So you could say. Like a person who's able to say no and then just always says no, it's very sharp, right? It's like a like a rock with sharp sharp corners. Um, then uh, um, a person who is um, surrendering, it's more like a, a rock and rounded rock with with uh, with rounded corners, meaning like water flows around that rock very easily and. And it doesn't make too much of a splash, um, but at the same time, it's flowing. It has its own weight, and it's flowing somewhere. Um, and then submissive would be like a feather on top of a river. So you're just flowing wherever the river is going, and you don't have real choice. You don't have real weight. You don't have, um, you know, any say into it. And it's it can be very healing in some situations in life, and if you're doing it in a in a beautiful container where where you want to experience what it is submissiveness, if you've always been under control in your life, then it might be super beautiful. But 
a long-term life in submissive um, way is actually unhealthy, like psychologically unhealthy, because we, whenever we don't have any control over our lives, um, and we know that, and if we want to change our lives and for the better or, or anything, then we'll start feeling that uh, you know life makes no meaning, and we might get overwhelmed or 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 burned out and whatnot um, psychologically. So it's very very important to have some control in your life to have a reasonable amount of control so you can't be fully submissive all the time. Surrender is different because you still have your own weight, you still have yourself, and yet you are saying yes for the flow of life. You know, um, it's again, Bali is a great experience, ex- uh, like uh, example in that because it's it's quite a healthy flow that is happening here. Yeah, would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, it's like makes me reflective of the things you share on um yeah, surrender being a choice mm. and almost but I'm I'm thinking like what would be the opposite of surrender? Um control. Like, but is there a healthy way of control? Because like we're saying submissiveness is similar to surrender but more un- not per se unhealthy, but it's um uh, not per se connected to love. Um, where then control doesn't like, is there a reality where control has its a positive meaning to it? Well, control of course has a level of positive meaning. I, I don't have right now a, like um, a clear definition, but there would be like a, a control um, from more minds perspective from what we think or what we assume, you know, um and that would be more unhealthy and then then we might have control in a sense of boundaries in a sense of protecting ourselves and and that control is you know can be softer and can be a little bit harder too inside of leadership right so something like that but you know leadership also implies that you're leading others so if you would lead only yourself in a situation and you are gentle which leadership is supposed to be, then then yes, that would be the case. Then you are leading, um, you know, lead and follow. That's how it is in dance too. Like uh, leaders are leading and they're leading lovingly and they are leading all the time physically inquiring whether that lead is comfortable and needed for the woman in the moment. And then the woman is following, in other words, surrendering for that lead. Um, but when they say surrender again, it is, she's inquiring inside of herself, whether it's comfortable for her, whether she wants to do that. And if it's uncomfortable, like if it's hurting or whatever in a, in a social dance, um, you know, sphere, then she would say, you know, physically, no, like she would disagree with the lead or back lead or something like that. So that basically what would be, um, uh, maybe like a long, you know, hours conversations with with uh, with your partner in dance happens all the time in seconds. You just kind of figure it out, and and so the leader, you know, learns to lead more lovingly and more clearly and more um, in a way that it could be um, understood and in the way that the feminine also wants to go, and then the follower learns to to surrender 
and yet still be herself and yet still be pretty and still still be doing you know her own moves and whatnot so it's not just about surrender it's just about meaning um uh, uh, letting go of your identity you know mm. so it's a fine line but it's it's a beautiful i i like that you asked this question because it's <clears throat> yeah it's art it's it's uh it's an art and uh, we need to see more of eastern cultures to really learn how they do that because it's the same in india for example there's much more surrender in the feminine in india um they meaning they naturally allow themselves and and indian culture and indian women in general i really enjoyed especially the classical indian right now there are there are more um kind of westernized in westernized indian women arising from india and it's it's uh, it's different not worse or anything but but i love the culture that they were they are able to have this balance to lead and follow like the man is more the lead and the, the feminine is more the follow and uh, and yet still be themselves you know that's the that's the art the art of of you not surrendering your identity not surrendering who you are and your your soul's purpose you're still you uh, you're still this beautiful human being on this earth who's following something that that they need to do because we all have this you know beautiful message to bring to the world and yet you also are able to surrender as as a feminine and then the 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 masculine is also able to lead healthy mm-hmm. and that's that's the art for sure it's a maturity basically we we need to learn that to be able to mature in our life thank you for sharing that's really beautiful and when you were talking about dancing um i wanted to ask you more about like how does it feel when a woman surrenders but how or how how can you tell like because especially when we dance um yeah. i feel like always very fast comes to light if i'm relaxed and surrendered and following or if i'm trying to control and uh lead or guide or resist um and so often when we dance together there will be moments when you point out like okay breathe like relax you're not mm-hmm. surrendering just follow and it annoys the shit out of me when you <laughs> say it often in that moment um because yeah. most of the time you're totally right and i wasn't uh even aware of the fact that i wasn't relaxed um and then i get kind of almost defensive and a little little confused and i'm like wait <laughs> why did i not feel that or notice it or how like i have to i i realized i was in my head trying to do something mm-hmm. or perform instead of actually just enjoy and follow and surrender and feel mm-hmm. um so what i wonder in those moments like how can you tell well that's a secret that's a, <laughs> that's a secret that i carry to my grave <laughs> no i mean it's it's a lot of experience of course it's experience experience with bodies with dance with with massage basically everything is being transmitted through um your muscle tone there's this beautiful um I I won't be able to retell it in a right way but there's beautiful uh, quote by Alan Watts about ego and the way we perceive ego and he was saying that ego is basically uh, fake doesn't exist and what exists there is just some um kind of perpetual tensions in our body and idea about a history or a story about this body and so when you put these tensions um you know for phys- physical 
muscular tensions mostly in the face um and plus um, the story then you start having an ego or start, start having a personality so basically um it's very difficult to 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 dance with with a personality it it it's difficult because it, there's these tensions and you then you can't fully flow um there tensions in the body meaning like that means that i I might move one way, but because of the tensions, the 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 other body perceives it differently. Differently. So, long story short, it's um it's a lot of practice to 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 see and understand my own body and how tensions in my own body work. And uh, for example, if you are angry, naturally you will be, especially if you're more to the let's say unconsciously angry people side um, then you will naturally start having some kind of tensions in your in your muscles and that could be your face muscles could be your neck muscles could be your shoulders uh, if you're scared often shoulders come up uh, if you feel unsafe shoulders come up uh, it, these are very natural re- reactions to to our human life you know for example when we're scared we're basically trying to protect our neck uh, and so our shoulders come up to be able to protect the neck because neck or C7 is the is the um, is the one place that that you know if if a, an animal bites we we basically can die very easily mm. um, like C7 is like seven uh, seventh vertebrae yeah anyway so so it is important to understand that, but they are all unconscious kind of behaviors. When you're dancing, obviously, nobody's trying to bite your neck or, you know, you're not really under any kind of pressure. But to consciously move yourself from the, the, the reactive um, life to, to a more relaxed, uh, surrendered one is is a process and it takes time sometimes to really understand that you can let go you can surrender you can really trust and um, and you know especially in the west because it's not culturally okay it's not we are not it's not accepted in our culture to be surrendering for women especially in the last 50 years you know if we talking about women in 1950s they were more or less uh, more feminine you know they were maybe more surrendering from even the movies that you can see they are more um, uh, letting go they're more following the flow they are more you know kind of like flowing together with the man and now uh, what we're seeing there's more uh, there's more activeness there's more like oh I need to be this big woman or I need to be this successful I need to be um, you know, protecting my boundaries and this and this and that. And they are all good things. Like, not to say that there's... I'm not denying women their freedoms or anything. But it's... Uh, it, they're losing the power of surrender that they always had, which is a very big relaxation. It's a, it's a, it's a strength for women. So how this is exactly what I just wrote down. So because it's like I wanted to say, ooh, threat carefully when we start talking about <laughs> because I mentioned this also in, in the previous podcast that the kind of the downside of the feminist movement, um, yeah, where of course it's important that women have equal rights For and sure. 
uh, all those sorts of things. And at the same time, what that movement has done is influenced women to become more like men and not per se women to activate their feminine superpowers. So when you're talking about surrender being a, a power, how is it a power? Yeah. Well, first is it's uh, this why we try to be like men is is because the only like example of power in the last you know hundreds of years we have that is a masculine power and masculine power is about um direct um energy you know di direct power like i am directly saying something and um you know directly um using my physical strength it's it's very you know simple in some sense and it's a um it's not so much yeah it's not so much nuanced feminine power is actually much more nuanced um not to say that any of this is better or worse it's just like different dynamic or different uh, dimension you could say so feminine feminine power is actually in uh, in soft and energetic approach um there is uh, i'm okay when i'm again when i'm saying feminine power i'm not saying that women's power i'm saying the feminine energy for example i can tune into feminine energy and uh, i can dance from that you know like i i can look and i sometimes you know laugh about it but but women get intimidated because i can tune in so well into uh the feminine into how the feminine energy moves through me so at the same time i can move through myself the masculine energy too um how the masculine would dance and how the masculine acts you know but basically um the feminine and the feminine power is um the the dark side of it is you could say manipulation but the light side of it is actually being very very soft very surrendering you can you know again talking about dance you can um influence the dance while not doing so much and that's kind of the point i remember the the there was this one quote that i i i, I read about about feminine power which was which was saying that i don't know where it is coming from at this point but it was saying that for a woman you um need to just be yourself and uh when you do so sometimes uh sometimes you need to give ideas for a man and then the 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 secret there is like to make those ideas so he would think that they are his ideas mm -hmm. and then he would implement them or you together would implement them and that's basically um the thing that the whole world is running away from um we're running away from the subtle power and we're going towards this very clear logical explained um you know overpowering of each other and that is a is a, it's a leveled field yes i uh, meaning like if everyone is on that same field then we can play a game that we all logically understand like a woman is going to clearly speak and the man is clearly clear speak and then we're going to make you know arguments and whatnot but that's not how world worked for 
for thousands of years. That's not why we have this feminine energy so nuanced and the masculine energy so clear, so, um, you could say, strong in its presence. Um, because it's it's supposed to be different. It's a, like we are in different dimensions. So the feminine, you know, earth itself is a feminine. It's birthing life. So I'll maybe talk from there. It's birthing life. And, and you want it or not, you are here to make babies. You want it or not, you are going to do something about it. And that is a feminine power. You don't need to think about her power. Her power exists. Meaning like you are here because she brought you here. Like the earth brought you to be alive in this earth. And you are also here to procreate the species. And you want it or not, everything that is around you is part of the same earth, you know, Mother Earth. And so, so living in that, you know, womb space, allowing yourself to rest in this womb space and understanding that, oh, my power is actually so vast, you know, like as a feminine, it's so vast and so nuanced that I don't need to, you know, limit myself to the power, to, to only the, the way that men do things. Because men do things differently and they are different in their energy. So, yeah, it's it's a long answer, but basically feminine power is is much more nuanced and much more connected to Mother Earth and and it's not as simple to describe. Yeah, and I, I think I can give a little example of representation because um, Sarita, our Tantra teacher, shared shared this example of the difference between the masculine and the feminine and, and what you're saying, the subtle power of the feminine, yeah. where she, we, t we just talked about the earth being feminine, but if you have a rock, it has more of that dense masculine energy, and then you have water yeah. that is flows around it. But if you look at nature, you see uh, canyons and you see um, riverbeds and things being shaped like water over time by flowing around the rock by bumping into it by even waves crashing into it it will shape the rock and that's like a representation of how subtle it, it takes longer it might not be visible straight away like a rock is there it can crash something you know yeah. um, and it can destroy something the feminine it's like water it flows it like seems like it's moving around it feels it seems like it's surrendering or giving in and, and adapting to the shape of the rock. But meanwhile, over time, it's actually molding and shaping um, the position and the, the, the rock itself. So I think that's a beautiful representation of it. Absolutely. And it also, uh, you know, the same um, comparison is actually going to, you know, in the sea, we have insane huge storms. Uh, we have tsunamis. We have, uh, you know, floodings that flood and change the the way of of uh, of Earth fully, and even riverbeds are changing all the time. They're not the same, really. The like through hundreds of years, they are moving to different direction and nourishing different parts of the world. And the same with rain. Rain is is especially when when we have, um, you know, global warming warming or changing of climate. It is changing its direction, and in that sense, the nourishments also change their direction. So it might have a drought somewhere, and then might have a power fire because of that. Um, that 
is basically water is much more subtle in its destruction and it's much more subtle in its in its influence you know rock is very clear like i'm a rock i bang in you you know it's 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 a very simple matter and yet strong matter but it is um instant and yet if a rock tries to bang into water no matter how many times it's going to bang into water nothing is going to happen <laughs> and so that's why the masculine could be afraid of the feminine because they don't understand it because the power of the feminine is much different if if i'm purely in the masculine and i'm not allowing my own self to be in any feminine then i'll be scared because what it means is that i uh, i am under control of mother earth i am under control of of the feminine around like there are desires that I might want, might have to women and I can't control them. I can't do anything about them. Uh, you know, no matter how much I meditate, every, even uh, the biggest meditators, you know, happen to be sometimes uh, fail on that, fail and, and start getting attracted to women or whatnot. So because they renounce the feminine, they, they say, no, I'm not the feminine. I'm only masculine. I'm only medi meditating and only that. So that's the, yeah, that's the drawback of uh, masculine or men denying their feminine within themselves. But that's also the same for for the women that you mentioned before. You know, maybe they're more feminist or whatever else approach that they denied their own femininity to themselves. So they denied their own mysterious power, meaning the power that is not so direct and yet super powerful. Yeah, super beautiful. And so um, one question I would like to ask is like, how does it make you as a man or representing the masculine feel when a woman surrenders? Yeah. Well, I would say first, like I I did have these experiences where, where I have had the feminine or the woman surrender for me fully. Um, I didn't need, I didn't ask for that. I didn't like, you know, said to her to, to surrender for me or anything. It just happened. And first I need to say that um, that happens because of competence. So um, like when, when, I, when a man, if a man would be hearing this podcast and be like, yeah, I want a woman to surrender. And that is definitely possible, um, but it's much easier for the feminine to surrender when there's a competence. There's competence in the man. That means that she feels that he's also loving. She's not. He's not just control. He's a leader. Um, so, how does it feel within me? It's the most, I would say, amazing gift to be able to be receiving. Um, because then I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that I'm fully received. I've, I've fully seen, and I'm like I'm honored in a in the way that in a way that that you know honors me in all of my um, existence. You know, it's it's just the feeling of full fulfillment, like when the feminine surrenders for me. Again, as I said, it's a it's a two story two two side street. So I need to be 
a good leader to her too to be able for her to surrender and then keep surrendering because otherwise she won't be able she won't surrender for me anymore if if uh, if I'll be mean um, but that's it's like you know like having a food garden in or like food forest somewhere and you always have fruits coming every season and if you're in in Bali, in, like in here, there's fruits all the time. So imagine that you eventually start having food every single day, every time there's just new and more fruits and you're feeling so nourished and filled um, with with nature, with, with food, with, uh, with fruits, with, with waterfalls and, and, and forests and freshness. You, you feel really like... Yeah, the the world is is uh, under your feet, and there's nothing else that you need to do. Mm. Um, so that, that full fulfillment—that's mm. I would say. And why would or should a woman surrender to a man? Like so, so when we surrender, what you're sharing is like basically, I would say it in in different words, but like you feel fully empowered. You feel fully like she's seeing me yeah. as the man that's there that is here too, like that is man enough to hold something like this, to get the gift of the the, the feminine surrendering to him, that trust. Yeah. And it makes me feel so seen and fulfilled. Yeah. So why should a woman surrender to a man though? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like on a, a question for a woman, you could say, but, what I can say is, is that's the feminine power. So if a woman um, can, then it's in her best interest to establish that power and really understand her own power, true power. That is much more natural than the masculine power of... of uh, um, reasoning of of communication of um of strength physical strength you know that's it's not the feminine power um necessarily of course women still can be very good at all of those things but that's why i would say she is in her best interest to to develop that for herself and in a relationship that is going to bring a next level of um, next level of connective connection to to your partner, if you are going to surrender, so it's not. Um, yes, that same fulfillment, but the other the other side. Yeah, it is. It is something that. That uh, if you find a leader who can lead you, if we find a man who is really able to show up there for you, then you are going to be able to rest in your own power um, all the time or like as much as you want. And that's the beauty. So you you actually do want that because that will give you this experience of love experience of like when i'm i also dance and i'm allowing myself to be led 
um, by men and by women. By the way, women are much more terrible leaders most of the time, not all the time, but they need to practice, like really, really practice to be leaders. Um, to get there, it's possible, but it's 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 not a it's not a given. Uh, for men, it's more um, common to have a I mean a leader who's who's able to lead better uh, because it's in our you know in our energy to be a lead. Yeah, so so when I surrender for being led, I am the most um, like resting in in my natural true uh, peace. So I'm able to kind of like meditate and enjoy life uh, just by moving, by uh, dancing, by experiencing myself. Um, I'm much more in joy. Um, you know, I can still be myself. I can still style. I can still dance in my own ways but it brings me this joy of life uh, just existing in life that's that's that i don't need to be achieving anything in that moment i'm just in pure bliss when i'm when i'm being led mm. and i'm really allowing myself to to be led and a leader is good that's so i would say this is just the polarity you know finally meeting each other and in in the most polarized version of itself yeah. and then it brings a lot of joy beautiful and so i'm looking at the clock um need nice. to wrap up soon but i would love to ask one more question yes um because i've heard you say and share about like men being competent and um and understanding that it's also um well that men can do something about it too but yeah. like It, it gets me to this question or this statement a lot of women share, but I don't trust men or I don't feel safe. Like how how can I trust that he's going to be able to hold me and that he's, he's going to be there for me? Um, so, yeah, the question is like how, how can we trust men? Like what, what does that competence look like or what is it symbolized? What does it symbolize? This? I love this question. Well, well, men need to grow up, and um, it's not in our nature in this society to grow up. Um, in our society, we don't have rites of passage anymore. We don't have hardships for men to go through to really understand that they are mature adults. Uh, you know, some men do mature, um, you know, in their own time, which is supposed to be, you know, something prior to 20s, um, back in the day, that's how it was. You would have, um, you would have your, um, your ritual, like um, rites of passage, something around 12, 16 years of age. Um, so that's, that's where you would understand that I am an adult. That's, that's how it was happening for thousands of years. And now we don't have that. So men can just play video games and do nothing. And so in that sense, they have, not build any competence in life whatsoever. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not saying that video games are bad. I'm just saying that it's possible to do nothing but that. And yet then that you are not aware about your maybe finances, not aware about your strength, physical strength, you're not developing your body, you're not developing 
your awareness uh, in society, in politics, in all these different other fields that you as a man um, also need to be well established uh, to be competent. At the same time, to be competent with women, you need practice. And by practice, I mean you need to be in, in society, you need to be able to understand what's good, what's bad. Uh, and now when we have the society of more closed um, doors, there's no rites of passage, men have obviously struggled to be competent. Um, nobody is teaching outside in society to, hey, like men, we need to be competent. There are Actually, I'm sorry, I should fix myself. There are people, even like my my great, um, like a, Jordan Peterson, a great person that I'm, I'm loving st to study from, he is inviting men to grow up. Um, and there are plenty of other men who are giving, um, with, either whether it's men's retreats or something like that, or, or working with men individually, me included. But <clears throat> it's not... Uh, societally acceptable so the the way it was working before also uh, for many years it was that the women would invite the man uh, to grow up it's like uh, the woman would be um, you know the Nala in the Lion King and inviting the man to be showing up growing up and being competent because that's the strength for, for the man. It, he needs to be competent. That's where he finds purpose. When yeah. he finds uh, competence in himself and he's strong in what he does and he knows what he does and he knows what he doesn't know and then he reaches mastery. Or like he understands that there are things that he doesn't know and then yeah. eventually he'll reach mastery. So, but it's not a given. It's not a given uh, because of society and it's not a given because uh, we're not invited to do so. So now one way you can invite your man is by um, just not accepting immature behavior. Um, so whenever there's, for example, uh, I was late to this, uh, to this <laughs> podcast. So you are, you've clearly expressed that you don't like that. And that is inviting me to be... Uh, more mature and more uh, showing up for the for the thing that I agreed to. So like following up on my word. So the same would be, you know, with a woman if, if uh, you know, she's with a man first time they are maybe relating and, and she doesn't want to have anything, any kind of like physical uh, intimate touch in the moment and maybe his hands start slipping somewhere, then you clearly need to state that this is not okay. I know it is more difficult for a woman to to do so because you know men are the ones who are using their throats mostly and this is our strength and um, using you know words for women for the feminine is not as um, easy but yet this is the way it's almost like a, a, a task you can give to yourself like I need to invite the men to grow up and this is my task like, I can't let them slide through. I can't let them to say to them, like, oh, yes, you know, yeah, well, maybe he failed, maybe he touched me inappropriately, but that's okay. Because it's not okay, because that means that if you said okay to, to this man, maybe he's going to be doing the same for another woman or another situation and whatnot. And then this culture spreads further for... Um, for all the other men, you know, also they will be like, yeah, well, I, I was with this girl and da da da. And, 
you know, it was it was fun, and and the other man will feel like, oh, I don't think the girl actually enjoyed it, but well, he said it was fun, so I'll try the same. You know, of course, definitely there's going to be more mature men, and not everyone is going to do that, and so on and so forth. Not men are not assholes yeah. or whatnot. But it's just that for feminine task, the quest here is to stand up for herself and stand up for what she um, stands for. So whether it's love, you know, then, you know, really let your partner know that you are uh, only accepting love for yourself or for others and so on and so forth. Yeah, and I really like just to finish off with that example of the Lion King because it's actually one of my favorite examples that you'll... uh, I I never realized until you shared it with me because Mm. basically Simba um, leaves his kingdom and ends up in the jungle being Hakuna Matata with Pumbaa and Timon and he's just living his life and and enjoying. Um, And then Nala finds him and she's like, I found you, like, where have you been? Why have you, like, we need you. We need you as to be the king of, mm-hmm. like, you need to come back and, and save us and protect us. And we're doing really, really bad. And he is like, no, just hang out here. Kuna Matata, we can live here and chill and just come on. Like, don't be like, um, and so then there is this moment where she has to decide, even though she loves him so much and wants to be with him, that she has to go back Um and uh, I think then at some point Simba initially doesn't show up, but she's she leaves, and then eventually he realizes, okay, fuck, I need to step up. I need to, yeah, like what you're saying, like grow up and actually go back and claim my space as a king. And I think then in the end you see that's when the women start following the leader, following Simba and own him as like or rise him up as a leader and a king of like now we can surrender because and yeah. i think that is a beautiful dynamic where sometimes when we talk about surrender it's that's one feminine superpower and at the same time there's an opposite side of it more of this like yeah fierceness once in a while like not just like surrender for sure following and being submissive but really surrender and uh being able to say like clearly a no or clearly like hey this is not okay. For um, sure. And you can see that in every culture, and especially yeah. India, there's this, uh, uh, you know, there's Parvati, which is Shiva's consort that is a goddess. She's a goddess and her whole, you know, thing is being a consort for Shiva. And yet she also has the other side of like, basically her other representation is Kali, which is she's pure madness or destruction. <laughs> and like she cuts the heads of men who are lying and doing mischiefs and something like she's she, her face is insane she has multiple arms with with swords in them and and so on and basically the thing is that yes the feminine is a somewhat more surrender ish than the masculine and yet if the masculine fucks up the feminine was going to come out with with her collie and and nobody wants that Basically, because if that is going to be happening, then then everyone who fucked up is going to get, <laughs> get beheaded. That's the story of, you know, Kali. Yeah. So for sure. And I loved how you presented that. So that is a beautiful, mm. beautiful moment. Okay. Well, this is a really, really beautiful podcast. I loved Yay. listening and hearing your perspective and insights. It was really powerful. So thank you. 
And um, yeah, let's wrap it up. Thank you so much, all, for listening. If you felt inspired, if you have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Um, yeah, love to receive a message either on Instagram, uh, Dika Terville or Modestus Stonkis. Dot Stonkis, I think. Modestus Anyways, it will be in the podcast notes. Body, body, body. We got this. Okay, <laughs> wishing you a beautiful day and much love from yeah. Bali. <laughs> love, love, love. And uh, sorry for being late. For <laughs> <laughs> okay, I forgive you. <laughs> ah, damn it. Finally. Okay, have a beautiful day, everyone. Um, and let's meet you in the next one. <laughs>